0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are on ESPN Radio. Of course, all of our great stations across the country. Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, and ESPNu. Yes, the window is open for Aaron Rodgers, which does not mean does not mean he's going to play or has to play. It means he is. El- <laughs> he's the look. It means he is eligible to play now within these twenty-one days. So, what do we think? Do we think? Well, he's they going have twenty. Bad?
3: They have twenty-one days, twenty-one to activate <laughs> him and put him on the active roster. Right? That's what this window is for. Anytime a player is out as long as Aaron Rodgers is on the IR in season, there's the designation to return. And Rob Sala said we have a lot of options, a lot of spots for IR designated to return players that we're probably not going to use, so we're not jeopardizing what's going to happen with our football team over the next six games by entertaining the possibility of Aaron Rodgers coming back. But, guys, I flash back to what Aaron Rodgers said last year in Green Bay – where I guess ironically he was dealing with the injury on his hand, but he was talking about why he wasn't willing to let Jordan Love play down the stretch. He said, We're not mathematically eliminated. If and when that happens, I'll entertain the possibility. But as long as we've got a chance, then I'm going to be out there. Well, why shouldn't we apply that same logic to this situation? As long as the Jets aren't mathematically eliminated, Why shouldn't we expect Aaron Rodgers to come back when all we've heard from him throughout the year on Pat McAfee shows and other platforms is that he wants to come back and play? And the Jets had options. They didn't have to start the window of 21 days yesterday when he returned to practice, but they did. So that tells me that they've seen enough evidence, or at least he's bullish enough, on his rehab where he feels like in three weeks' time, he may well be ready to go out there and play in a game. So at this point... As crazy as this sounds right now, mm-hmm. I think it's more likely than not that we see Aaron Rodgers play this year for the New York Jets. I, I get it. it. you know The Jets, they seem like a long shot to make the playoffs, but I don't believe that they're going to be mathematically eliminated by Christmas Eve, their game against the Washington Commanders. I don't. I mean, they would have three games, including that one, to make a push. They could make it interesting. Now, I don't expect that the Jets will make the playoffs, but they can make it interesting down the stretch. So we'll see what happens. But I think sitting here today – that we're going to see an Aaron Rodgers back in a Jets uniform this season.
4: Totally agree. I am buckled up and ready for that experience because I think that there's no other outcome. When I examine this situation, guys, I, I try to think of why. Why would they be doing this? Well, it's because they want to placate Aaron Rodgers. They want to give him what he wants because that's what they have been doing. He came out publicly and said, December 2nd was the target date. That's his 40th birthday, that he wanted to be back for football activities by that date. Maybe not playing, but they opened the practice window, and he's going to be in that window by December 2nd, which is his 40th birthday. And this is more, I I think, about him – proving a point and, and coming back and satisfying that part of himself, then I think it is the long-term plan for the Jets. And maybe in his mind, those things coincide with one another. He thinks that if he comes back, he's going to be able to put them in a better position to win. And that's true, but only if he's healthy. And this is a big risk. It really is.
2: So to answer your question about what's different this year versus last year, nothing in terms of mentality, right? We've learned with this guy that if they're able to play – or, sorry, they're able to make the playoffs. He wants to play. Yes. The difference is the injury he was dealing with last year did not actually keep him out of games. No. Maybe, maybe it should have, no, but it didn't. It, no, it didn't. No. And that's the difference, I think, with this year versus last year. But here's the bigger picture. There's thing. another
3: difference, too. There was a quarterback that they wanted to play in Green Bay yeah. that was behind Aaron Rodgers. There ain't a quarterback that they want to play in New York that's behind Aaron Rodgers.
2: And I think it's one of these things that if you, you know, the organization he was on last year in the Green Bay Packers, he was not in charge of, right? So the moment you relinquish your role, it's done forever. No it, doubt. In this case, he's in charge of this organization. He could tell them right now, I'm not coming back, and I may not come back next year, but I will come back in 25, and he's a starting quarterback in 25. Like, that's how much ownership he has yeah. of this wow. organization, right? But here's the bigger picture question. Why is Aaron Rodgers playing football right now? I would assume the main reason that Aaron Rodgers wants to play football, other than the obvious of he loves the sport, the camaraderie, etc., is to win another Super Bowl. Do we think in the next two years of the New York Jets he's going to win a Super Bowl?
3: No. No, I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl. And I guess that's the point because everybody's saying he shouldn't come back. This team is not an Aaron Rodgers away. Well, if you're not an Aaron Rodgers away right now, why should I believe that when we get to 2024, this thing is going to be completely different in terms of the upside for this team? They traded for Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback going into his age 40 season, because they thought they could compete for a championship. What we're seeing now is that this team is not remotely close. Like, they have a championship caliber defense. You've got a number one wide receiver. You've got a pretty good running back, but your offensive line is trash, and they can't stay healthy. So everybody's talking about Makai Becton or, or AVT Elijah Vera Tucker. These are nice pieces to have that can be a part of the offensive line rebuild. Well, guess what? The dudes can't stay healthy. Right. They're not healthy. So, what, what? Why would I believe that this is going to change next year? And oh, by the way, we're gonna parachute Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback coming off of an Achilles in an age forty-one season, and think that he has the prospects of being able to stay healthier? No. If we're saying that it doesn't make sense for Rodgers to come back now because this team is not close to winning a championship, they got so many other problems other than the quarterback, then why should I think it's going to be different in 2024 when they have limited amount of salary cap space and they have limited amount of draft capital because of the Aaron Rodgers trade?
4: You're right, but... This is all about him. This is about what he wants, and he knows that he's really got nothing to lose. The end of his career is around the corner, whether it's this season, next season, a year after that, maybe. He knows that the clock is ticking. He has a finite amount of time left, and we'll never know if he can win a Super Bowl with the Jets unless he's out there playing, and he is trying to expedite that process as much as he possibly can. Now, it's up to the Jets to determine whether they're going to let him do it or not, but this is not about, to about the best thing for the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers is dictating what he thinks is the best thing for him. And the New York Jets organization is just the passenger princess on this ride.
2: Okay, so I'm listening to everything everybody is saying. <laughs> they
4: are, come on. And here's, they've got here's the blanket like. and the Stanley Cup. <laughs> they've, they've got the aux and the playlist, the snacks. He is the driver. They are the passenger princess here.
2: So I've asked the question, will they allow him to play? CeCe gave me a look Like, come on. They're not in charge. So I'm going to play out something then. The next two years, what is more likely? That Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl with the Jets or Aaron Rodgers asks out of the New York Jets? And the reason I say the asks out part is if they insert themselves and say, wait a minute, this is our team. We love you. We're going to protect you. They'll never do that. But if they do, what does that cause?
3: They'll never do. I can't even entertain that hypothetical because that would never happen. Like, I think it's more likely – if that they, they, win a they Super would Bowl. win a Super Bowl. But they're so far from being able to win a Super Bowl, especially when you look at the top-tier teams in the AFC. They're not close to those teams. They're just not. Now, I get it. They're sitting there saying, we beat the Philadelphia Eagles with Zach Wilson. True. That happens. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. But when you look at the inconsistency that we've seen in so many key areas on this team, you realize when it comes to playing your best and being able to stack up against the better teams when it matters the most, that's not the New York Jets. Now, having Aaron Rodgers being able to you know, exude some of that championship DNA throughout the offseason, has that made a difference in terms of the overall confidence in these young players? It absolutely has. But that takes me back to the point about the window that the Jets opened up by being able to draft well outside of Zach Wilson. I mean, uh, the part of being able to have those top-tier draft picks and hitting on those guys, players like Jermaine Johnson, like Sauce Gardner, like Garrett Wilson, like Brees Hall, they got all of those guys in one draft. Being able to hit on those kind of guys is that you get top-tier talent at controllable cost. Well, guess what? You don't have them at controllable cost much longer. So you don't. Ha- the problem with that is that you don't have the quarterback to take advantage of the window that you created. And so that's why I think it's more likely than not that this Aaron Rodgers experiment is going to end disastrously. And, and it, uh, why, shouldn't, why shouldn't we believe that after the spectacle of what happened in week one with the Achilles injury?
2: It is on Like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You guys can be a part of the conversation as well. At 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. the Dr. Pepper call-in line presented by Dr. Pepper is ESPN Nation. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. If you were running the New York Jets, would you allow Aaron Rodgers to, to play? And CC and Smalls have taken this conversation, understandably, and saying basically the question that I'm asking is the wrong question, right? Because – We can't project anyone actually running the New York Jets other than Aaron Rodgers, right? That they have handed their franchise to a 40-year-old, soon-to-be 40-year-old, first ballot Hall of Famer, all-time great, four-time MVP, Super Bowl winner. None of us are trying to make this out to be some quarterback that's not good at football. I think we all understood why they got him in the first place, but he runs the team. Well, let me say this about Rodgers, too, though. Like, he's
3: got skin in the game. He's got something at stake. His legacy is on the line, in a matter of speaking, because the reason why he left Green Bay was how the organization handled it. There were some criticisms at the end of his relationship with Mike McCarthy, and now looking at those two situations in Green Bay and in McCarthy in Dallas – they look exponentially better than what's going on with the New York Jets. So wait, wait,
2: stop right there. So, rank those three. So, those are the three t- teams that are kind of tied together because of the Rodgers factor. Yeah. His old the team is old coach. Yeah, yeah. his old yeah. team is old coach. So, you'd rather be one, two. Everybody Green- would
3: rather be Dallas, but then Green Bay and then the New York Jets. That's where we're at. That's wow. the state of affairs.
2: So, he's of the worst situation. You said Rodgers universe. Of the Rodgers universe, Rodgers is in the worst situation. Yes. And then you have to question the common denominator, which is
3: actually Rogers' presence on that team or with that individual. But I don't want to digress. I I guess the whole point that I was making when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers of it all is if you're the New York Jets... This is a situation that you're married to. There's no way out of it. But Aaron Rodgers has actually invested a lot in this team being good. He gave back $35 million. How many NFL players are going to give back $35 million guaranteed? Not many. Nobody. So I get it that all of his buddies came to play alongside him, but he essentially paid for all of those dudes to come play next to him, right? Yes. He got over Nat Hackett. Like Aaron Rodgers has all of his chips in the middle of the table, a part of why he wanted to continue his career in New York is because he wanted to exercise those de- demons and elevate his legacy. If he could get the New York Jets to the championship contention rounds, forget about winning a Super Bowl. If they get to a conference championship, if they get to a Super Bowl, he will look like a hero. Yeah. But I don't know that that's going to be possible given how everything is shaking out and how he's having to recover from this injury. I just don't see how that's possible. I don't see this team's path to being able to get to what everybody thought would be possible when they traded for him.
4: But he's a really cerebral guy. You know that he's looked at this from every possible angle. He's aware of the Dallas situation. He is aware of Green Bay. He's certainly aware of the situation he's in the epicenter of in New York. Guys, the only answer for him is to play his way out of the drama and, and all of the conversation. The only answer.
3: Can he do it, though?
4: We'll will, never will, know will he unless he, he plays. Will, will he,
3: but no, he's going to play, but right. I guess that my, my whole point is – Is it likely that he's going to do it? And I would say it's not because you are talking about a quarterback going into his age 41 season and off of an Achilles injury. Of
4: course. But he's probably thinking, worst case scenario, I'm injured again. Maybe my career is over. I could always say I was never able to have the full experience in New York and show what I could do because of injury. Best case scenario, he takes them deep into the playoffs and he maybe wins a Super Bowl in that two-year window. I think the reward for him, for him personally, not the New York Jets. I was Jets, about to say. <laughs> the reward for him personally, which is where his mindset is, is so much greater by playing than it is by not.
2: And it say ESPN is your telephone number to be a part of the show. If you ran the Jets in that hypothetical world, what would you do with Rodgers the rest of the season now? Plus – Dak and McCarthy, part of the Rodgers universe, as CC said, play tonight against the Seattle Seahawks. We'll dive into that. Who has more pressure on them to make a deep run, Dak or McCarthy? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio.
3: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN
2: Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, listen to us on ESPN Radio, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM80, and the ESPN app. We have Thursday night football tonight. Cowboys, Seahawks, Dak Prescott, or as smalls makes fun of me when i say dad prescott <laughs> M-
3: you don't have to do that every time we say dad prescott uh, you know that I feel right?
2: like i do uh, you don't <laughs> MVP? Can we go there
4: yet? MV Prescott?
2: And MVP Prescott? D A K MVP? Can don't, we go there?
1: Don't
3: you have to actually beat a good team before we can call you an MVP? Can we almost go there? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can go there right now. He's playing really, really well, but he's playing against tomato cans, man. I don't trust. <laughs> like I, I. Like that's the thing. I, competitive greatness matters to me when we start talking about MVPs, most valuable players. Being at your best when your best is required. I get it. It's cliche, but it actually matters. And I want to see Dak Prescott when he's head-to-head against the the, the 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 teams that have winning records. Like, he's going to play against the Seattle Seahawks. I want to see what that's going to look like tonight. He's going to play against the Philadelphia Eagles the following week. What does that look like? On the road against Buffalo. On the road against Miami. Home against Detroit. Like, that is a five-game gauntlet against winning teams, teams that would be in the playoffs – uh, if they started today outside of Buffalo, but th- that that's that's what I want to see. Can Dak Prescott take this team through this five game stretch, and you know finish four and one, maybe even five and zero? If you can do that, and you can beat the Philadelphia Eagles in doing that, a team that beat you earlier in the season, then I'll legitimize the MVP conversation. Until we get to that point, I'm not buying in. Smalls, I don't think we've ever seen an MVP. Well, let me say it differently. I don't think we've seen an MVP. That did not win their division since the 2012 season when Adrian Peterson won it and he damn near broke the rushing record. I just, I, to me, that's what it comes down to. Like, can you put your team in contention for your division title? Can you put your team in contention and set them up for a deep playoff run? That's what I'm looking for from Dak Prescott. This is a five game stretch where he's got to prove it to me. That will legitimize all the individual statistics that we've seen from him to this point.
2: What if they finish with the second-best record in the NFC and one of those wins comes against the Eagles? Will that change your mind? Because obviously, they, let's just say they don't surpass the Eagles, but they have the second-best record overall. Does that change your mindset? Technically, you obviously you're right. They wouldn't win the division in that scenario. But if I got them to like 12 or 13, does that change your mind at all? Better record Ooh. than the Lions, better record than the Niners— does it change your mindset? Because I would bet, and I could be wrong, but I would bet we've seen teams that win the division well, yeah, that aren't and it, the one seed.
3: Yeah, in order to do that, then he'd have to win a lot of games against teams that have a winning record. So, yeah.
2: That would change your mind. That's a part of the got equation.
3: It. That matters to me. That's another data point. But you've got to be able to close the gap. And it's not just about... Being able to legitimize your individual numbers, but it's being able to usurp what we've seen from Jalen Hurts, who has 29 total touchdowns going into Week 13. Like that's the other part of the math. When right. it Looks like if the Eagles have the best record exactly. in the NFL and Jalen Hurts continues to do what we saw him do on Sunday against quality competition, if they run through the five game gauntlet that we talked about with them and they go unblemished, then how do we feel about that? Think about it. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles, the last 3 games, the last 3 wins they've had. The Cowboys beat them at home, on the road at Kansas City, home in overtime against the Buffalo Bills. They've got the 49ers and then the Cowboys on the road the next 2 weeks. If they win those games, then that means Jalen Hurts went through a similar stretch of games like Dak Prescott is about to go through and went undefeated. Like, like, I can't give you the MVP Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts when I just saw what he did.
4: Absolutely. That's exactly where my mind went is when you look at both of – or when you look at Dak Prescott and what he needs to accomplish, you also have to look at who his competition is in this MVP no race. No And think that if Dak Prescott handles his business – Jalen Hurts also has to have a fall-off at some point. No doubt. It's not going to just be that head-to-head matchup that we look at when it comes to Jalen Hurts if Dak were to get the better of Jalen and or the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to look at the total body of work. And Jalen Hurts has been playing exceptionally well. And you've said this, and I agree with you. I still don't think he slash the Eagles have played their best football yet. So there's an opportunity for him to not only continue down this road, but to show a better version of himself and his offense and his team.
3: Agree with most of what you said. I will say this, Dak Prescott doesn't have a chance of winning MVP if he doesn't win against the Eagles at home in two weeks.
4: Agreed. He ain't got no shot.
3: Agreed. If he don't beat the Eagles in two weeks, that first Sunday in December, if he don't beat the Eagles, he ain't got no shot. He's not winning the MVP.
2: Do, does the Eagles game this week against the Niners, which may be the game of the year, I mean we said the Eagles Chiefs wasn't Monday Night Football here on ESPN, does does that game matter to you relative to Dak? Like if, if Jalen Hurts loses that game, does Dak – Maybe gain some ground, and maybe that it's they're on it equal footing it, it, going it, it, into that game.
3: Uh, I don't know about that. I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess
2: the Niners are favored. I guess, I guess,
3: it only matters if Jalen Hurts loses the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they win the game and Jalen Hurts has. Two total touchdowns and he has, you know, an interception. I don't think it matters that runner. much. He's still a front runner.
4: Yeah, context. Yeah, matters. like I,
3: I think there's there's really nothing more for. I guess I can't say that either because I think Jalen Hurts can put some distance between him and the rest of the field. But I think there's more of a chance for Jalen Hurts to fall off than there is more for him to gain if he loses to the San Francisco 49 So
2: if I gave you guys right now MVP, you go to ESPN bet, and theoretically you could bet it this way. I'll give you the MVP, NFC East of the field.
4: Ooh, that's a good one. I'll go NFC East.
2: Because then you're getting Jalen Hurts and Dak. The field would obviously Ooh. include Mahomes. CeCe, you've been kind of slipping in there, the Miles Garrett thought process a little bit, that maybe yeah. this is the non-QB year. Yeah,
3: Tyreek NFC- Hill on pace to go over 2,000 yards. Impressive.
2: NFC East or the field for the MVP?
4: I would still take two quarterbacks that are playing out of their minds in the field. Yeah, I would go NFC East just because the
3: record matters. And And the position matters. And the (laughs) position matters. So, like, the voters are going to look at it and say, who has the best record in football? Oh, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it's Jalen Hurts. And, oh, he's second in total touchdowns to only Josh Allen. Yeah, and, MVP.
4: And O, he should have won it last year if he didn't miss the last two games due to injury. And I think that does factor And O, he outplayed Pat
3: Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Correct. That part. Yeah. There's a
2: lot of O's in there. We have to put a lot of O's before <laughs> the, uh, the arguments there. Yeah. So NFC O over the field for the MVP is where we're going to go right now. I, you're probably right about that. What? What happened now? You,
3: know, you, 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 you shoot your shot and you make a lot of them, but, but you missed some of them. You just had another miss. Just take it, take it a little too far.
1: Just a little too far. It's okay. I didn't even
3: know I took anything you, you, too far. You, take the, you took the O's a little too far. It's okay.
2: It's okay. Oh, it oh, happened. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. No. I do have an
3: O'Reilly Reed coming up, but not this hour. Not right now. Not this hour. Not (laughs) Not right now.
2: now. Uh, We will get your phone calls in on Dak and McCarthy, who's got more pressure on them to make a run this season. Uh, As CC has said, Dak. I know Smalls has said McCarthy. Plus, I I will go with Dak as well. Uh, In addition, we also have the calls on the Jets as to if you ran the Jets, would you have Rodgers play? Um, That's a real conversation, just like talking about the Christmas trees this holiday season. A real, real conversation. It's time for an incredibly important message this holiday season. If you want to save the American Christmas tree farmer, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Buying fake trees means American farmers could lose their jobs. You don't want that to happen. The real Christmas trees are affordable. They're available. They're better... For the environment. Plus, there are plenty of other benefits towards buying the real Christmas trees. I talked to my buddies Cubby and Larry who are running this and they tell me all the benefits. Like they're real, authentic holiday moments they've had forever. They're safer for the environment. Buy real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold and get more information online. Plus, participate in cool contests and get real keep it realcom Get the real Christmas trees. Save the American Christmas tree farmer. They're available, they're affordable, they're better for the environment. Get real
0: by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: So it's 2023. The Cleveland Browns are a playoff team. And it looks like Joe Flacco may be their starting quarterback. Wow,
3: that's, that's wild. This week, excuse me. That's wild. Didn't he just get there, like,
2: what, 10 days ago? That's become a thing, right? I mean, Josh Dobbs just gets there. We have this situation now where he just gets there. It's just, it's crazy to me that that's where we're at. But Joe Flacco, starting quarterback potentially for the Cleveland Browns. Why? Because of the fact that we know Deshaun Watson is out for the season. Their current. Interim starter, so to speak. DTR is in concussion protocol. And outside of Brock Purdy, I don't think we've had one player in the NFL this year that was in concussion protocol the week of a game, then play that game. I don't know why Purdy was different. I guess something was, I guess, medically different there. And um, yeah, I guess they're going to go with Joe Flacco over P.J. Walker, who was seemingly fine. Ish under the circumstances earlier, but yes, he wasn't we
3: fine in the fourth quarter against. Well, <laughs> fine Broncos. under the circumstances, I guess. Yeah, that, was bad. So that they, was bad. So
2: they they may go with Joe Flacco, who you played with in Baltimore, CC, for their game this week against the LA Rams in LA in 2022. Yeah, that
3: just shows you that they're desperate. They they have no answers at the quarterback position. They they. They don't have any contingency. They got rid of Josh Diles. That Jacoby Pursett wasn't there. So I mean, like they don't have anybody that was viable after that. And as much as they like DTR, they didn't think that he would be thrust into this position where their season hinges on him being able to come in and give you competent quarterback play. Sure. So this is rough for the Cleveland Browns. They are limping to the finish line. Literally and figuratively, Miles Garrett's got the banged up shoulder. Now, he's expected to give it a go. We'll see what happens with that. But he came out of the locker room with the sling in Denver. Not great. So I don't know what ends up happening with this situation, but if you're the Cleveland Browns, like you're you're just holding on. If you're Kevin Stefanski, you're bracing and hoping that you can find a way to get into the postseason.
4: Yeah, you're hoping that whoever you have under center can do just enough or do a little bit more than what you've gotten. And they're maybe thinking Joe Flacco could do that, maybe thinking because he's had postseason success, he can somehow find that magic again man
3: at this point just put kareem hunt at quarterback (laughs) in the wildcat and go with jerome Ford behind him and let's let's see what happens
2: okay let's let's see what happens i'm dead serious talk about that for a second because that's what i would love the patriots are likely going to start bailey zappy this week and i've said on our show that i don't believe they should throw the football like ever yeah i'm dead serious explain that could a team ever do what you just suggested no not, not in today's NFL. Okay, so then how do we find well, quarterbacks
3: because, but Here's the problem. Because you're going up against a team that has a competent quarterback. Like, if you're going up against a team that has another scrub at quarterback, then that's different.
2: Patriots versus Browns, theoretically, we you could have do, that You game.
3: could do that. You could do that. Against Matthew the,
2: Stafford's they, over there. You can't no, do that. No,
3: you can't do that because they can throw the ball. And Puka Nakua is there. Like they, They're they going to move the football up and down the field. And you've got to be able to match points. A, as good as your defense is, it's not great on the road. And so their defense gives up points on the road. That's the part that I would be a little bit worried about if you were just going to go with this philosophy of a wildcat quarterback for the majority of the game. So you're going to need somebody that can throw the football, and I guess Joe Flacco is the best option. But if that is your best option, then things ain't great, Bob. It's just not great.
4: Definitely not great, CC. You're right about that. But I do want to give the Cleveland Browns credit for trying for going out there and saying we understand we have a lot of talent and the quarterback position is a huge issue, it's a question mark, but we're going to continue to throw throw options at the problem because we don't want to give up on this team and we don't want to give up on the success that we've currently had. You implored the New York Jets to take this same approach, and they did not. I didn't agree with the Deshaun Watson decision. One thing you cannot accuse the Cleveland Browns of is not giving it their best shot. That's
2: fair. That's fair. Let's say you were still on the. Let's say you're still in the league. You're on the Browns, but you had never played with Flacco. Like you have, you have playing experience with this guy. And they bring in Joe Flacco. Are you excited about that? Are you nervous about that? Or you're like, I. Right, it can't be any worse than we we already had. Like, what is your mindset? That, when that, that happens? part, that
3: part. It, it can't, just can't be. be any it, worse. Can't, it can't be worse than what we were. Like it's with. over. We can't find. Like, a quarterback. like who? It's impossible. Who is? Who outside of the New York Jets? Who's had worse quarterback play than Cleveland Browns? Maybe the Carolina Panthers, the but they got a rookie quarterback. I don't know if that's accurate. Matt Jones is yeah. the worst
2: starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I, <laughs> I understand how you feel about Matt Jones. I hear the pain I, in I, your I, voice. I understand <laughs> how you feel. I just, I'm just, i just looking at it by the numbers. I don't know that that's been the case. No, I'm sitting there looking at it. The Cleveland Browns team QBR is third worst in the NFL behind both New York City teams. So the Jets, the Giants have a worst team QBR, and then it's the Cleveland Browns.
2: It's amazing. It, the whole thing is amazing. That's what I'm
3: saying. Think about this. You have a winning record. A few weeks ago, you beat the current division leader in the Baltimore Ravens in their place at m and Banks. You beat that team. That's how good your defense is. And you are just trying to keep this thing together. Yes. I mean, with, with duct tape and bubble gun. Like, you are trying to hold on because your defense is legitimately that good. Now, the only problem is, like I said before, Defense giving up more points on the road than at home. So that is something that you got to watch, especially in this matchup. We'll see what ends up happening. But, I mean, if I'm on that team, if I'm on that defense, Joe Flacco can't be any worse than any of the other options. And so I'm neither more confident or less confident going
2: into this matchup. So with the amount of QBs that we've seen getting hurt this year, right, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, the list goes on. Theoretically, you would say on the surface, you probably need in the NFL – 64 competent QBs, two for each team. I don't think we even have 20 to the level that we really should at this point. Mm -hmm. Maybe 20. Like, how does this ever change? Or it doesn't? It doesn't. It will never change. And we're just always going to have incompetent It's always going to
3: be a quarterback star of league. There's a certain scarcity that comes along with the position just because of how damn hard it is. There are never enough quality starting quarterbacks to go around. And there's no way of changing that. And so in any given year, we keep talking about in any given year, you know, teams, six to eight teams are looking for a new head coach. Well, that's about the amount of teams that are looking for other quarterback options. Yeah, that's true. You know, every offseason, all you have to do is watch it. Like, six to eight teams are going to be looking desperately to upgrade the quarterback position. That's how it is. Now, there are another handful of teams that believe that their young guy or whoever they have can grow into the role. And then there are about, you know, a dozen or so teams that are set When it comes to the quarterback position, that is life in the
2: NFL.
4: Is it just me or does it feel like this season is a little bit worse than others, though, when it comes to the quarterback play and the amount of injuries that we're seeing be sustained?
2: It, be, it feels that way. I mean, there was the year, obviously, the COVID year where, remember, uh, Kendall Hinton? Was that the, was that the, the wide receiver? receiver from Denver. Yeah, yeah. He played quarterback. I thought that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. The fact that he was able to— It was brave. Yeah, that, uh, he <laughs> wasn't he wasn't it was, good. It was brave. He wasn't good, but he had to actually play quarterback, and hadn't played quarterback in years. Um, and that's where we got to. So that year felt a little bit worse, but obviously there was extenuating circumstances. But yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco was on the couch. He's the fourth starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns this year, and they're a playoff team. Like, it's just it's, – it's, CC's been critical of the day-to-day with Kevin Stefanski in-game. Like, I would have done this, would have done that. On the whole, the fact that that team is a playoff team, he's a coach I'm year not giving candidate. Kevin
3: Stefanski credit because Kevin <laughs> Stefanski is an offensive-minded coach, and that's the side of the ball that's struggling because of the question at quarterback. I'll give Jim Schwartz credit. Like, he's the one that changed the mentality of that defense. This wasn't supposed to be a team that was led by their defense, although that's where their best player is. This was supposed to be a team that – is led by their offense, and the defense was the complement to that. Well, that's flipped this year, and that's because of Jim Schwartz. Like, he's the one that said, hey, I am going to call you out and undress you in front of the rest of the players on defense if you don't celebrate when your guys make a good play. He's the one that changed that culture. Not Kevin Stefanski.
2: All right, I want to. Uh, something just came across here. I'm going to put you both on the, on the spot here, so don't look. Just, just guess here. You know Sports Illustrated every oh, year. Oh, that's
4: for I have it for for it. Don't don't ruin it.
2: Coming up, <laughs> we will find out who the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year is next on like ESPN Radio.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who
5: get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio
4: positive programming here on unsportsmanlike i'm michelle smallman alongside chris canney and evan cohen and i have to give a shout out to pat because that open hearing pat say get your head out of your tailpipe does make me smile every day i know that wasn't his intent but pat you really do make me smile every day with that one so thank you it gets javante every time does it? it gets me too it makes me laugh every single time all right guys it's here Sports Illustrated's 2023 Sports Person of the Year has been announced this morning. Evan already saw it come across his Twitter. He knows who the award went to. Ooh.
2: Have you seen it?
3: No, I haven't. It's All right. coming Sports, to you. Chris let's have you guess. Who do you Sports think it is? Sports Person of the Year.
4: Do we have a drum roll, Javante?
2: Well, not if he doesn't have a guess. We don't know. <laughs>
3: you know I mean, I have to I have, to have, a, gonna guess, have right? a guess. He's going
2: to have a guess. I am... Mm, now, just for context for people out there, it's not, only, it's not always like the person in sports that like won a championship or had the biggest accomplishment. There's a story behind it, obviously. There's a theme usually to it in terms of a conversational piece or something that would be of significance around the person. Yes. I didn't give you any hints there, yeah, don't, unfortunately. Don't. No, don't you, didn't. You, didn't help. you didn't. You no, didn't help No, I didn't me. help, but I don't think. You
3: didn't help me. Can I, can I, get, a, can I get a hint? Can I get a lifeline? I,
4: I will give you a hint. It is someone in the football space.
3: Someone in the football space. Sports person of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the football space. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts.
4: Do we have a drum roll, Javante? You're wrong. Okay. The 2023 <laughs> sports...
2: <laughs> That's how drum rolls work. Yeah, what was the point of the drum roll? You Why said you're wrong analysis? as the drum roll was going. Oh,
4: hold on. First, do we have a buzzer like a no sounder? Okay, there you go. Now Uh, Again,
2: that was after the fact. Okay, well. So who is it?
4: Drum roll, please. Thank you. Oh, my (laughs) god, The drama, the suspense. Sports Illustrated's 2023 Sports Person of the Year is Deion Sanders. It's Coach Prime. And they said he gets the award because in less than a year, Coach Prime has not only transformed the Colorado football program that was left for dead, he's breathed fresh life into the campus, and he's transformed a community.
2: Yeah, I don't know Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. I would have I'm rather say, given him that when he was at Jackson like, State. Like, like, no, I'm serious. Like, when he was at Jackson State and he raised awareness for HBCU schools that they have great and academics. Raised money. And raise money. Academics yes. and football and sports in general. And he chose to go to Jackson State. That was more significant than him doing what he's done in Colorado. To me.
3: Yeah, I mean, the coach from Northwestern that came from North Dakota State, he had, what, seven wins after their program only had one win last year? I don't know, man. I, I, as much as I love Coach this Prime and, and how he's transformed, transformed Colorado, I don't know. I don't know. The bloom kind of came off the rolls a little bit with all that's happened in the second half of their season, all of the decommits that they now have. I don't know. I, 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 appreci- most... I appreciate what Coach Prime represents. He's a disruptor. Yes. It's always going to be hard when that kind of stuff happens.
4: That's exactly right. You know,
3: And so many people told him that he couldn't have this kind of job as a Power 5 coach. Uh, at a big-time college football pro- – well, not big-time, but a big college football program, I, I just – I don't know if that would have been my choice, a coach that has a four- or five-win season.
4: Well, to be fair, they probably had to make this decision weeks ago and have the photo shoot and write the article, do the interview, and things might have transpired in a different way. But everything you just said, CeCe, is why he got the award. Mm. He has been transformative. He's been transcended. He became the face of college football. Yeah,
2: I, I got to be honest. I would look at it a little bit differently. I don't know that he's the most deserving person in his own state for Sports Person of the Year.
4: Oh, if you say Russell Wilson, no, Jokic. Oh, I'm saying no,
2: <laughs> Jokic. Jokic would be. I also would have considered doing a plethora of people from women's college basketball this year, yeah, or I agree. women's basketball in general.
4: Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark,
2: or, and bringing in Brittany Griner or anybody yeah. else from the women's basketball. Like women's basketball had a huge uptick this year, massive in a way that like the world was watching and analyzing it in a way that it was so much different. The Aces winning back-to-back. If you think about women's basketball in general, over the last calendar year, there are many choices from there that I would have gone with with, over Deion. Deion would have made more sense to me in 2022 than he would in 2023. And unfortunately... His 2023, how he wants us to judge him because he is a football coach, was a disappointment at the end. No doubt. I mean, they, they lost a million games in a row. They had a terrible record. Yes, it was a lot more than they had in, in a year ago at Colorado. But Dion's level of significance to me in terms of sports person of the year was 22. 23 should have been some women's basketball kind of best of, however you want to look at yeah. it. It's college and pro. That's where I would have gone. Off the top of my head. Maybe there's somebody else I, I, I'm missing here. But that's, that's a weird one for Be- me. Becky Hammond? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Becky Hammond I brought up, and I yeah. brought up uh, – so, so any if you take the Aces, Griner, and Clark, and Reese, pick one. Or have all of them. We've had multiple people win together. Yeah. Okay, sorry. so you two confirmed,
4: not Coach Prime guys.
2: Yeah, sorry. About that's it. not true. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on Coach I'm Prime. I'm
4: I'm but yeah, so don't like the pick, Sports Illustrated. Sorry, like right. the these no. two don't like the pick. I think it's great.
2: Joke's coming in from the boss man, Justin Craig. Uh oh, I, I was shocked. Si didn't go with AI for their sports person of the year, but I'm bummed. Could have gone with Ellen Iverson. AI, yeah, yeah get one of, you know, they had the AI shoot, reporters. You miss, miss some,
3: you know what I mean. Boo. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) boo that man. Boo that man. Next.
4: All right, right. next story. Let's see how you guys can spin this in a negative way. Dak Prescott, as we've talked about throughout the show, is playing at an MVP caliber level. He might be playing the best football we've ever seen in his eight-year career. Why? What is causing Dak Prescott to have such an incredible season? Here's what he had to say. Dad Strength, Dak Prescott and his girlfriend expecting a child, a baby girl. He unfortunately lost his mother Peggy to colon cancer in 2013 and he said he really wanted to be a girl dad so that he could honor his mom. They're having a daughter, so Dak Prescott attributing Dad Strength what we're seeing out in the football field.
2: Yeah, it definitely. You think I'm going to spin that negatively? Yes, yes. I don't have kids. Time. We don't have kids. So no. We well, yeah. I, I want to say one thing. Normally, we find ways, and I find ways to spin your positive programming negatively. I don't think CC and I did that with Dion. I think we just gave an honest take on that. I don't think that was a spin. It was a little we're different. We're past the Dion part. I just, we're, I want to point that out. Okay. So here's the thing. Your whole mindset, physically and mentally, change when you do have kids. It's it's totally different. Your level of things you care and don't care about. Totally altered. So if he's, he is, if I had to guess, the stuff that he cared about prior to having a kid is probably out the window. When, when like, if dopes like me would say, well, no, you should have thrown this pass, maybe he pays attention a little bit before. He doesn't care about that stuff. He wakes up in the morning. He's got his little girl there. He doesn't care about stuff that people are saying now in a way that is totally different and he can focus on what's in front of him. He's right. There is a different level of strength when you have a kid. So
3: you think this makes him more dangerous or less dangerous when it comes to the Cowboys going on a deep playoff run?
2: More dangerous because his focus is on the only the things that matter. His kid, his significant other, and his job.
4: We have seen dad strength unlock a different level of performance for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys attribute a bump in performance to dad strength after they have a kid.
2: It's also a great built in excuse. Hey, we're all going out tonight. Ah, I got the kid. Okay. Like, you know, I'm not saying he was going out. For somebody like me. So you
4: don't want to
3: hang out with your teammates. Correct.
2: Okay. Yeah. And that leads to more success? It, can't, it could lead to more concentration. That's le- true. Le-
3: learning more and more about Evan every single day.
2: Look at Kobe. May he rest in peace. That was the whole thing. Everybody wanted to go out. Kobe's like, no, I just want to be around my family and play basketball. Five titles later, just saying.
4: So you think that because Dak is not going to be going out with his team? I never said he <laughs> was
2: going out. I'm saying it gives you an excuse to get out of a lot of things. You don't too. think
4: he already has a built-in excuse? My, I got a new contract I got to play for. I need to hit the books. Everybody's I need to- got that, though. But that's a built in no, everybody ain't now. got the contract
3: oh, that Prescott got that's Nah. True. And everybody ain't in line to get sixty million dollars a year. And he's gonna get it now.
4: Ooh, he, I think he's already he's played his way it? into it. I think he's already sixty
3: million dollars a 50? year. May,
4: yeah, maybe not sixty. No, no, but, but
3: they're saying he's gonna be well, they're saying he's gonna be the highest paid player in the NFL. I mean, Burrow and Mahomes just redid deals, so highest paid player is pushing sixty
2: million dollars a year. As small as I said, what else are they going to do?
4: What else is Jerry going to do?
2: CC? And by the way, you may have an MVP caliber quarterback this year. Or you do have an MVP caliber. Or
3: oh, if he wins MVP, he's getting $60 million. He
4: will secure the bag. Uh, quickly before we go, guys, want to give a shout-out to Unranked Arkansas. They took down number 7 Duke last night in the ACC-SEC Challenge, a score of 80-75, to 75, and they didn't even have their best player on the team. So shout-out to them.
2: Must bust. Tremendously coached. And it's interesting that, you see the
4: fans on the television side storming the court after the upset.
2: You know, Smalls always keeps it positive. We had Coach K on this week, and now you're going after Duke. Interesting decision by you. Uh, I didn't see that one coming, and you're now the negative one, obviously. You're not appreciative of Coach K's appearance on our show.
4: Huge Coach K fan. We have a mutual enemy in North Carolina. We'll always love Coach K, but come on. You have to love an underdog story. North Carolina
2: blew the doors off of Tennessee last night. (laughs) Just saying. You just went after Coach K. That's what I just heard. That's what I'm saying. I love you, Coach K. Does Cam Newton know where Bill Belichick is going? We'll get to that next. Thanks for listening
1: to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.